Baptist Temple for years, and uh, and uh, since retired. Um, and there's on a podcast, and there's a three weeks that Brother Folger just uh, just did more of a background history of Brother Boonstra, his life, his ministry, all of that. It's just it's a it was a great deal. It was really I only I only listened to one today. It was somebody had put it up. But he made this comment in it. He was talked about World War II. And he just made this side comment of, he said, well, you know, back then the whole country was just, they were all together. I mean, they were all together. Everybody was behind getting, getting Hitler out of, out of Europe. And uh, everybody was unified. He said, I would hate to think what would happen if we went into war today. That was just a side comment. I would hate to think what would happen if we went into war today. Why? Because the country is not unified. And any, any house divided against itself, Jesus said, cannot stand. And, and we would be in serious tr- trouble uh, if something to that effect happened. But all, not, all, not only just in, in countries is that an issue, but obviously in churches that's an issue. If churches, if the, if the body is not in agreement, if the body isn't on the pay, same page, I'm telling you, when battle comes, it, it splits, it fractures it doesn't stay together, and Satan loves that. You know that's why pastors. Uh, one of the greatest concern I know as a pastor that I have is that we're always on the same page, and we have the same heart in the movement forward to just be open and and uh, available to the Lord and have a heart for Him and a desire for Him, because we know this. I, I'm telling you, Satan uh, loves to get in and divide things, and if we're not in tune to that, right. Uh, we are a target, um, and uh, this church is definitely a target. Absolutely, it is a target, and we've got to be careful of that and to make sure that we're all on the same page. We looked at unity last week, and we, we saw in, uh, that uh, unity uh, really is, it, it, it produces diversity, right? Diversity isn't the goal. Diversity is, the by, uh, is a byproduct of the goal, which should be a unity. And we saw that last week, unity. Unity is a way of preparation, actually. It's a, unity is a great way of preparation for battle. Before, the, before soldiers would go out to battle, you'd have, and uh, uh, Brother Boonstra was with, was with uh, General Patton's, one of his regiments, you know. And, you know, Patton was famous for coming along and just stirring up the troops and getting them ready to go and, I mean, these uh, just off-the-cuff speeches just to rally the troops. What was he doing? He was unifying them on one singular mission, which was the enemy, right? And we have an enemy. You know, you know what he didn't talk about? He didn't talk about uh, whose bunkmate wasn't getting along. He didn't talk about what the weather was like. He didn't talk about the adversity of the uniform. He didn't talk about that they were sleeping in tents and sleeping bags in a foreign country that they'd never been. He didn't, you know, there was, there was nothing about the little distractions that were going on. That wasn't the issue. The issue was we have one main objective, Hitler, Right. And we are going to all be on the same page because we're going to we're going to wipe them off the map. And that was that was a rallying cry, man. I mean, they were at the end of the speech. I mean, they're ready to just just uh, just charge and uh, take care of business, and they did. One of the greatest generations in our nation, uh, you know. They those draftees. They listen. They didn't they didn't get army pensions. They didn't get anything like that. They got some pay. They came home and they went to work. That's all it was. 
but they were all unified for one goal. I'm telling you, I wish, I wish, I wish everybody in this church would get on the same page that we have a common enemy and he's running rampant through lives today, right? And what does he do? He gets us off on just meaningless, meaningless, petty, pointless stuff, right? And if we're not careful, we'll get caught up in that thing. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm telling you, there's things coming up here like carpets and chairs and paint colors and wall colors. And uh, do you have steps that look like this or, or you know, uh, shelves that look like this? And I'm telling you, we got to keep a, we got to keep a, a, the main focus at the end of it all. It doesn't matter if a chair is gray or brown. It, no, it doesn't matter. Let me let me tell you something. I like colors to match, all right? I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it's been part of my part of my job the most of my life. But uh, I, I like all of that stuff. I like when everything looks right and everything's in order and it needs to be. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm saying it needs to be. But listen, that isn't the end of it. At the end of it all, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And we got to make sure as Satan is ready uh, to just pounce on us, right? Uh, we got to make sure what is the preparation for what he, he will do. Well, the preparation, one it's unity. Unity is a means of preparation, right? It's a preparation. Unity is, is protection, right? If you go out in a, in a group, in a platoon, in a, in a team, whatever you're going out in militarily, uh, Brother Chuck, and, and uh, you're not all on the same page and the same goal, and you get in a firefight, you're in trouble. Everybody's got to be on the same page. Or else there's going to be some casualties and some, uh, some bad casualties. Unity is protective. It's powerful. Well, I tell you what, you get, just a, you get a, 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 the power of inertia behind something. It's hard to stop. Right? You get movement going. You get a big, get big battleship. What's going on in a battleship, Brother, Brother Chuck, is everything is in unity on that boat. The engines, the turbines, the, 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 true, the guy in the, in, uh, at the bridge who's stirring, uh, steering the thing. Every, that ship should be in unity at, at, at its goal. And when it is, boy, that dude's hard to stop. Right? I don't know what the horsepower is to reverse turbines to stop. I, I, I would be probably incredible to know what that is. And you can ask Brother Chuck later. I'm sure he'll tell you. But uh, it's, it's hard to stop inertia. What is that? It's unity. Right? It's powerful. Unity is productive. A threefold cord is not soon broken. Right? You get a cord wrapped together. You get a rope wrapped together. You can pick up a lot of weight with it. But once that thing starts unraveling... I mean, you're done, right? Whatever you have on there, right? That 800-pound piano is going to crash down to the ground. I don't know why you'd be... You ever seen those lower pianos out of a window with a rope? And they're like, oh, that ain't good, right? But unity, it's protective, it's powerful, it's productive, it's preparation. It's preparation. And I want to look tonight here in, in, in chapter 4, verses 1, I think about... We might make it down to verse 5. There's four things I want to look at that happened here to these Israelites that came back to rebuild the walls. Now, now listen, the, the, the work has been going on. They're building. The gates are being put back together. The walls, the, the stones, the, the rubble is being, the trash and garbage is being taken out of there. It's being cleaned up. The, the rocks are being put back and the stones are being put back in place. There is moment, there is there is uh, uh, progress happening. And listen, the enemies don't like progress. 
Sanballat here in verse 1 doesn't like progress. Look at verse 1 of chapter 4. But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation. And look at this. He mocked the Jews. He does not like what's going on. Why? Well, it's a power, it's a power thing. He is a governor over this, pers- over this por- portion, let me get it out, of the Persian Empire. And the rebuilding of the wall, is, it's a, it is a threat to his authority. It's a threat to his power position. It's a threat to his posterity as a governmental leader, right, in his eyes. Right? This is a huge threat. He's not a Jew. He has no interest in the wall being rebuilt and seeing Israel back in their land whatsoever. So he doesn't like what's going on. And so opposition is going to rise up now. It happened at the building of the temple, and now it's going to happen at the wall. Right? Opposition. Listen, I don't care what you do for God. Opposition's coming. And you know what this tricky thing is? It never comes like you think it should, and it always gets you caught off guard if you're not careful. You'll always look at it, and it'll, it'll, it'll get you, uh, you know, you'll get too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You'll get too invested emotionally, and, and, it'll, and it'll take, sometimes you're like, oh, I've missed it. This isn't what's really, what's really going on is this is opposition. And it's going to happen. It'll come from different areas. It's typical in the life of a believer when they begin to obey God and begin to want to be conformed to the image of Christ and become more Christ-like and just want to live a life of obedience. I'm telling you, opposition will come. It'll come from the co-workers when you just don't go to the Christmas party and you don't go to the clubs anymore after work or to the other activities they have. It'll come from your family members. I'm telling you, it comes from family when you'll miss a get-together for church activities. And they're like, whoa, what? I mean, they're not, what, are they your family now? Are they replace us now? Are they, oh, I guess we don't matter anymore, do we? Well, no, just Jesus matters kind of more, right? And I wish you'd come along, right? Well, you don't love us. No, I love you greatly. I wish you'd come. Right? And come into relationship with Jesus Christ, right? The birthday parties, oh, it just bugs me to tears, to, drives me nuts. I'm telling you, all of these, I mean, and of course, we're, this is the culture we're living in now. Birthday party after birthday party after special event. They're all on Sunday afternoons now, right? And it's like, well, I'm sorry. I can't make it. I wish you'd do it on Saturday. Well, Saturdays are so busy. Well, don't make them busy. I mean, you, anyway. No, opposition comes. Opposition comes. You, hey, you know what? Uh, forsake uh, Hebrews 10. Uh, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, right? And we believe that. We believe God is pleased when we come together. We believe we're obedient we, when we assemble together on a Sunday morning and on a Sunday night and on a Wednesday night. Hey, whenever a church, whenever the pastor decides that we have a meeting, we ought to be there. Whether it's a special meeting, whether it's a revival meeting, whether it's a normal Sunday service or a Sunday night service, we ought to be there. We ought to be there and faithful to it. But I'm telling you, once you, once you put that stake in the ground, opposition's going to show up. Yeah. Anybody remember in your early Christian life when you battled that? Yeah. You were going to be faithful to God, and boy, here they come. Yeah. Didn't care about you before. Could have cared less if you were at a family event before, but boy, now they do. You know, yeah. Opposition. No matter what it is, no matter where it comes from, how it comes, 
When you're building the walls in your life, opposition's coming. But notice verse 2 and 3. Well, look at this. Verse 2, And he spake before the brethren in the, in, in the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? What are these feeble Jews going to do? I mean, he's right. They were feeble. They're in, they're in Babylonian captivity still. There's only a small fraction of them that have come up to help rebuild the wall. He's right. They're feeble. But what, what, just like we sang tonight, little is much when God is in it. Amen. I'm telling you, they're feeble. But uh, if God be for us, who can be against us? See, what Sanballat didn't, didn't realize, what they didn't understand was this wasn't, this, this, this wasn't uh, Nehemiah and these feeble Jews doing this work. Listen, God was in this. God was in this. Remember what that one high priest told when, uh, when they were coming against Jesus. And he said, hold on a minute. If this is of God, you can't stop it. If this is, if this is of God, you're not going to stop this. What did Sam Bala do? Propaganda. A little bit of propaganda. Some manipulation of information to influence public opinion. Right, it's 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 part of it's part of psyops. It's part of war. It's part of uh, when you're in a battle, you throw out the propaganda. Right, you, you you send photographs out on the internet or in the old days out on TV, and they have these video of these million man armies. Remember when he went to Iraq under George H. W. Bush, and they said, "Well, my goodness, that Iraqi army—they've got you know I don't know half a million troops, and that's going to be really tough on us, and that's going to be terrible." And seventy-two, seventy-four days later, uh, you know they're <laughs> we'll come with you. Right? It was over. What were they doing? Propaganda. Right. What were they saying? Oh, America can't handle us. Yeah. Little little rocket man, remember Kim Jong, uh, right? Ah, we're going to shoot this and we got this. And they sent all these things out. President Trump goes over to the DMZ and he looks like a little child next to him that Trump just kind of leads around and goes to a meeting. And he's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, whoops. Yeah, propaganda. Doesn't always work, right? And we've got to be careful of these things. They don't work. They're supposed to, they're intended, these things are intended to produce an emotional rather than a, rather than a rational response to the information. Things are thrown out and emotionally you go, oh no, right? Rationale is thrown out the window. This is, a, this is how it works. It's manipulation, yeah. Listen, listen. Sand Ballot, what he's doing here is, is he's manipulating his countrymen. He's manipulating his allies in this, this uh, Syrian army. He is uh, thinking that the Jews are just a bunch of little schoolgirls trying to rebuild this huge wall. He's demeaning to them uh, so they would stop building. And uh, he's just trying on both sides to manipulate the situation with a bunch of propaganda to watch for one goal, to get him to quit building the wall. Yeah. Negative. Negative. Satan does this in your life too, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He just comes to you with little, little objective sayings, right? Not subjective, but object. Not objective, but subjective. I should say, just, just things that have really no way to prove one way or the other. Nothing, nothing solid. 
accusations, right? Do, do, save, do save people do what you did? Satan ever tried that one on you? Do save people really say what you just said? <laughs> right. Does God really use people with your background? That's just propaganda. Why? What's, what's the goal of Satan? Well, to get you to stop. Yeah. Just to be a pew dweller and do nothing but come and go and come and go. That's it. Get you to stop. Can I, t- can I give you a little hint? You know this. Most everybody knows this. Satan doesn't use specifics. He uses generalities. The Spirit of God, if you want to know if it's of God, the Holy Spirit of God uses specifics. He will point out a specific sin in your life. And he'll say, the, and then the, the goal of it is not to get you to stop working. The goal of it from the Holy Spirit of God is to get you to confess it so you get back in the fight and keep going. But what Satan does, he uses generalities. You're not smart enough. You don't have a good enough background. You messed up too many times. You do this too many times. And the generality of it all is just quit. Just quit. Just back up. Yeah. He does that. Demeaning. He's demeaning. Satan is very demeaning. God can't use you. Remember, Remember what you did? Remember your past? Remember all those things? Remember all your friends back then? What would they think if they knew you now? Would they, even, they wouldn't even believe you, right? Yeah. How can God love you? Your own parents think you're annoying, right? If your own mom thinks you're annoying, how could God? I mean, you know how it is, Mom. I mean, come on. You can't work at Sunday school. You can't do Sunday school. You don't know the Bible. demeaning he's demeaning you can't you can't go and knock on a door you can't even talk right yeah that's satan man that is satan can i remind you uh moses couldn't talk real good either paul said i didn't come with excellency of speech paul said i wasn't much to look at actually paul said uh that uh, i was kind of awful to look at and and uh and uh, there there wasn't really much there but my I'll tell you what, that's the key, though. That's the key. If we'd get out of the way, if we'd come and just nail it down and get out of the way, God would do great work. This is what Sanballat did. He did it in front of his own people. He did it in front of this uh, Samaria, this army of Samaria. He wanted to manipulate. He wanted to demean so, they could re- so he could remove the threat to his domain. But I love this. It didn't work. It didn't work. It shouldn't work on us either. I know it does. I mean, come on. All of us in here have come to that and gone, oh, wait a minute. That, was, that wasn't true, right? That wasn't true. It, it, it worked, but, but not, well, it didn't work at all here. Look at verse 4 and 5, what he does, uh, what, what uh, Nehemiah does. Uh, now, Tobiah, look at verse 3. Now, Tobiah, uh, the Ammonite, was by him and said, even that which they built, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. It doesn't, y'all, you're building what? You're building a ministry? Come on. It's, it's, it's too small, right? It's too weak. It's too ineffective, right? Anything could just knock that thing over. Right? Look at verse 4. Look what Nehemiah does. He just prays. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. 
and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity and cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee for they have provoked uh, thee to anger before the builders. This is how we respond. Do you realize if you notice here Nehemiah is not recorded that he responded to them. The accusation came, the propaganda came, the opposition came, the demeaning talk came, the, all of the everything that was used to get him to stop it came, it came, it came, it came, and Nehemiah stopped and said, "Lord, da, 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 Lord, <laughs> heap it upon their head. Even a fox would come up. Lord, don't cover their iniquity. I know what did he do? He just turned to the Lord." He just turned to God. He, he, and, and, and instead of answering them, he just called on God. Yeah. Do you know, there's some things in this world we, shouldn't just, we just shouldn't answer. I tell you what, the, the atheists are getting pretty brazen in our nation. If you spend any time on the internet, boy, they are just, boy, they're getting bold. I mean, they're just getting blasphemous. You know, and they have all of these derogatory things to say. You kind of get the idea of what David was like when Goliath was running his mouth for 40 days. Goliath was running his mouth against the God of Israel. And David came on the scene and said, why are you letting this go on? Right? I mean, uh, is there not a God in Israel? And, you know, he went and took care of it. It's like, shut your mouth. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and cut it off. Yeah. Yeah. There's some things we just don't need to answer, friend. There's some things we just don't need to apl- reply to. Oh, your fairy, your 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 fairy god in the sky, your god. Oh yeah, great religion has killed killed. How you know the religion is responsible for all the world wars of the world? Factually false. Atheism, <laughs> communism. Is, has killed millions upon millions upon hundreds of millions in the world. Not true Christianity. That is an absolute falsity. And don't let them say that. But you don't even really even have to answer to them. You know what you do? You say, Lord, I'm too busy to come off the wall right now. Yeah. This is one of the detriments of the things that is that can become somewhat enjoyable. You see... You see these things on Twitter and they can be interesting to read and follow along. But if you're not careful, you're coming off the wall and spending a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of time online, a lot of time on Facebook, a lot of time on, on Twitter. I, it's easy. I, I've, I do it. And then you realize, wait a minute. There's too much work to do. Yeah, way too much. Instead of trying to internalize the attack of Satan... Right? I can't believe you just said that about me. <laughs> just turn to prayer. Yeah. In Jude 1 9, it says, Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation. Michael the archangel, this is interesting, if the, if the, if the Jehovah's Witnesses are right, which they're not, and Michael the archangel is Jesus Christ, pretty powerless. That he has to speak to, to Satan, and he says this, but he brought he durst not bring him a railing accusation, but said, "The Lord, the Lord rebuke thee." Yeah, zip it, get out. Why? Satan has to obey. 
Absolutely. Zechariah 3, 1 through 2 is an interesting scene that is here. And it says, And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. God said it. The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Right? Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? He said, Get out. Zip it. Get out. What do, you, what do you do in the accusation when the opposition comes? What do you do when you're trying to do a work for God and Satan is just dogging you left and right, right? Oh, you shouldn't be doing this. This is a, You're creating more problems than you're helping. You're doing this and you're doing that and you think you're so great and blah, blah, blah. Just tell them, the Lord rebuked them. Get out. You don't have authority over me, right? You need to leave. Leave. Resist the, what does the Bible say? Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Resist him. Don't talk to him. Right? Don't sit down and have a discussion about it. Right? Just resist him and, and tell him to get lost. This is what, this is what Nehemiah does. Yeah, turn their reproach upon their head. Give them for a praise. He says, cause others to hunt them down like they're hunting us down. Wow. Don't cover their iniquity. Don't blot out their sin. Don't forgive them. Wow. Yikes. Why? Because they have provoked, look what he said, thee. They've provoked God. He didn't take insults. He didn't take them in manipulation personally. Do you see this? He knew their attack was against God. And this is what Satan's attack is ultimately against us. It's against God. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Just rebuke him and tell him to leave. Opposition. Propaganda. A call for help. A call for help. Now notice this now, verse 6. We're going to end this. Kind of bring this all together and close up here. Verse 6. I love this. Well, Go back up to verse 5 and let me lead into it again. His prayer here. And cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee. For they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So built we the wall. I love that. So built we the wall. They didn't come off the wall. They didn't stop. They didn't contend with Satan. They didn't have a conversation with him. They didn't discuss anything with Sam Ballot and Tobiah. They didn't come down and have a meeting and see how they could all get along, right? Let's see if we can, if we can come to a consensus here. And uh, let me assure you, you know, that we're not, we're not trying to tread over your authority here. We just want to build a wall. No, no, didn't take any time. He's going to say it later when, when another lawsuit's going to be filed against him. He's going to say, they're going to say, hey, come down and we, let's discuss this. And he goes, no, I don't have time to come off the wall. The work's too big. <laughs> I love it. What a, what a, the Holy Spirit of God has this here for us. What a model it is for our life. I don't have time to come off the work that I'm doing to discuss with you these things. We're moving forward and we're going to build. We're going to build. In the 5th century B.C., there is the famous book written on war strategy called The Art of War, written by that great General Sun Tzu, supposedly. He wrote it. And one of the rules that he had was this. This was a comment that he made. 
Every battle is won before it's fought. Every battle is won before it is fought. That's an interesting statement, isn't it? We talked about unity as preparation, right? The battle that we're in against Satan, the battle that we're in against to stop the work of God, the battle that we're in again to just to close up and go home and, you know, sell the property to the J dubs and let them take over all of the I mean, all of the, the battles that we're in, listen, the battle is fought before we ever start. Right? One of the one of those preparations is, is being as unity and on the same page. Can I tell you God has equipped us ahead of time to fight and to defend in this battle? God is already prepared. The war's won, praise the Lord. We don't have to worry about the war being won. We're just we're still involved in some skirmishes and some battles until we get home. But the, the war has ultimately been won. Yeah. But listen, when everybody is built up, when everybody is strong on their section of the wall, that's preparation. That is a battle won before it's ever fought. Unity. Unity. Unity is preparation. So built we the wall. Yeah. They just kept going. (laughs) Satan wasn't going to stop them. Yeah. Those men he was using, they weren't going to stop them. How did, how did they get through this? What, what, was the, what was the other preparation for the battle? How else was this battle won before it was even fought? There's another way here that it was won. Do you see it in verse 6? There is another way that it was won. So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together into the half thereof. Here it is. For the people had a mind to work. How was the battle won before it was fought here on the wall? The people, unity, all of them, had a mind to work. Notice that word had. Past tense. Preparation. They had a mind to work. That word mind there means the will. Listen. The heart the seat of appetites, inclination, resolution, determination. They had a mind, they had a heart to work. It was on their heart to do it already. Right? All of them. All of them. See, watch, if we're not careful in the building we have going on here, if anybody gets away from a mind to work and it kind of falls off their heart, and they don't see the benefit of everything that's going on here, I'm telling you what, that's a big hole in the wall. Be careful. We need to make sure we keep a mind to work. Ephesians 6.6 6 says, Not with eye service as men pleasers. It's talking about servants, uh, how they are to uh, respond to their, their masters. Not as, um, with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, watch, doing the will of God from the heart. It's a heart issue. You know what all of these people had here? Long before the battle was won, 
long before the battle was fought, the Israelites building the wall already had a desire to build it. How'd that come upon them? Well, God gave them the desire, obviously. It is God that causes us to will and to do of His good pleasure, the Bible says. He put it upon Nehemiah's heart. And obviously the evidence that it was of God was how God blessed him and opened the door and allowed it to happen. See, when everybody desires to do what God wants done, the people building the wall become a wall. Because there's no pieces missing when everybody has the same mind to work. The people building the wall become a wall themselves. It's harder to get through two walls. <laughs> yeah. What you find again? Unity's preparation. Unity is preparation. It's a part of winning the battle. Yeah. It's already won. It's already won. So what's the condition of your mind tonight? What's the condition of your heart? Do you desire the will of God? Do you want the will of God? Do you have an appetite for God? Do you have a mind to be in the work of God? We talked last week about the breaches in our life. Right? We remember last week they built right where they were. They built the wall that was in front of them. And we looked at our own life about how there are walls in our life that we, that we need to be built. That, you know, Make sure that we may need to be rebuilt and built back up and things like that. Right? What happens when things come down? We become a breach in the wall. Members of Crimson Avenue Baptist Church, you become a breach in the wall if the wall in front of you is broken down. Lord, Holy Spirit of God knows how to tell you what that wall is. You know what it is. You might be working on it. Praise the Lord. Just keep at it. Keep building. Keep working at it. Yeah. But if there's an area where the breach needs to be rebuilt, you say, well, what do I do about it? You know, sometimes I just, I don't have a mind to do anything about it. What do you do? Well, David in the 51st Psalm, what did David say? Verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Hold on a minute. Do you know that word heart, create in me a clean heart, O God, is the same word as the word mind? They had a mind to work. Same word. Create in me a clean heart. Create in me, O God, create in me a clean heart will, desire, an appetite, an inclination, a determination, a will. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. They had a mind to work. They had a heart to work. Wait, they were all on the same page. They wanted what God wanted. All of them. Yeah. And here's what we need to be careful of. We need to make sure we all have the same heart, the same mind, the same determination, the same unction, the same desire, the same appetite for what God wants for us. What does God want for us? Crimson Avenue Baptist Church, what does He want? We know the first one's easy, right? Go in all the world, preach the gospel. 
That's what he wants. Yeah. All of it takes work, doesn't it? it? Takes work. Do you have the mind for that? Do you have the heart for that? Yeah. You know, we have building going on. We have, if you've seen across there and all the, it's exciting to watch the things moving forward there. Boy, I tell you, we need, we need a mind to work there. We, we, need, a, we need a mind to be unified because the, the, there's battles over there. Right? There's battles over there. We need to be on the same page. What a wonderful illustration. What a wonderful example the Lord's given us tonight of being of the same mind. And I love his response. Right? The, the opposition came. He turned to God. Didn't give him the time of day. Right? And uh, just kept right on building. And they said, why? Because they had a mind to work. So built we the wall. Yeah. May God help us tonight as a church to have the same mind. The same mind. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Have the same heart, the same desire, the same mind. Same page. When we do that, listen, when we do that, when we're there, and that unity there, I'll tell you what, Satan can't get through that. He can't. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you tonight for the word. God, would you help us? Would you create in us a clean heart? That our appetites, that our desires, our determination, our resolution, Lord, would be completely and 100% what you want for us. Lord, here we are in this place in 2023, and we've got a job ahead of us. We've got, a, we, we've got walls that we're building. We've got uh, a city that, we're, that we need to continue to reach and, and uh, just pro- progress and moving forward going on. We desperately, Father, we desperately need to be of the same mind. We know opposition coming is coming. There, there's, uh, there's much more coming. We know that. Would you help us to prepare now, Lord? by being unified in the same heart and mind for the same goal that you have. Would you help us to do that? Would you bind Satan tonight? If there's anybody in here that has a portion of their wall they need to be built, what do you mean? If there's an area of obedience that you've been dealing with somebody here tonight and their response needs to be just obedience to you, Lord, would you help them to do that tonight and that they would just determine or to build that wall right in front of them and be in obedience and just do whatever you tell them to do. We're thankful for what you're going to do tonight. Thankful for what you're going to do in the days to come. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to stand just for a moment. Invitation is going to play. The instrument's going to play there. And have the Lord spoken to you right where you're at, right where you are. Would you spend some time with the Lord? You got the same mind? You got the same heart? Are you on board with what God's wanting to do? Any area of a wall that needs, still needs to be worked on? Maybe there's an area that God has shown you. Maybe you said, I, I just, I, I, I saw one last week and now I've got another one. That the, I think the Spirit of God is putting His finger on another one. Hey, just acknowledge it. Say yes to it and start working on that one. Yeah.
Well, pray you have a good rest of your week. If you want any information on the uh, with the Sam preaching next week, next week, what is today? Oh, it's only Wednesday. I keep thinking it's Sunday. If you need any information on that, let me know. I'll get you the information if you need some update on that. And uh, be praying. A lot going on, and uh, we'll see you Saturday morning. I think the weather's supposed to be okay for door knocking, so um, we'll be uh, we'll see you there for that. So. Let's be dismissed in a word of prayer tonight. Uh, Brother Chuck, uh, yes.